With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Courage to Overcome with your host, Cheryl Jennings. Each week, Cheryl will feature and discuss the many challenges of those living with disabilities, along with the various issues that are faced by their families that are caring for them. So now, please welcome the host of Courage to Overcome, Cheryl Jennings. All right, welcome to tonight's show on Courage to Overcome. I'm really excited that you came to join us and to listen for some tips of things that you can do that will make your life so much better. Last week I said we were going to be talking a little bit about the holidays each week, and I think some of the tips that we're going to talk about tonight will be things that would help you as a caregiver to be able to take time for yourself and to learn some of the symptoms of stress points and then think about how you can control some of the stress that might be in your own life. It's really interesting because as I was preparing for tonight, I uh, found a book from my mother that she had written a lot of notes in about caring for my father. And I just thought, you know, how wonderful it is that we can pass down useful information from one generation to the other. And I am just really thankful that I can share some of the things that I've learned from watching my grandparents as my grandfather was an invalid. Also caring for my father when mother was caring for him, we'd go help her. And then the last 13 years, then we've had my mom. And in between that, we've had life. We've had a special needs son. We've had uh, other parents to care for. So there are a lot of things that we learn as we're watching someone else who is going through something that we might not be going through right now, but someday we might. And as we're aging in our population, more and more baby boomers are taking care of their parents. They're getting older. They have children. They have grandchildren. But families are spread out. They really have a hard time staying sometimes close to each other in distance, but even if they don't live very far from each other, lives get so busy, we don't spend as much time maybe interacting with each other and finding out what are the stress points that we might help alleviate from one another. 
And when we have some of these problems that we face that are thrust upon us, maybe in a hurry, somebody gets sick and all of a sudden we need to take care of them. Or we have a birth with a child that is born with some kind of disability, special needs, they're sick, or you find out that they're going to need to be cared for all their lives. It throws our minds into sort of a panic of trying to figure out, first of all, is this really right? And then there's a little bit of denial that goes on. But then also, we want to think that we're able to do everything. And that's the focus I want to try to come to tonight, to be able to talk about why do we think that no one can help us do the job that we need to do? And sometimes that's what caregivers do. We feel like I can't ask friends because I will be asking too much of them. Or maybe we have, like when our son was was a small baby, he cried so much that we had a family that said, oh, we want to take care of him for you. And when we came back in about 45 minutes, they were panicked and said, oh, I can never do that again. I couldn't get him to stop crying. And it made me think that no one else could do the job that I was doing. And then we come to points in our lives when maybe we become ill because we have carried the load too long. And we have felt like there was no one that could help us. And maybe there wasn't somebody that was readily available. But oftentimes we fail to ask people because we don't want to feel like we can't handle everything that comes along that we are given to do in life. And we want to feel like we are capable maybe of sustaining longer days without much sleep or not eating right and doing things to take care of ourselves and we end up sick. And I talked a couple of weeks ago about the stress test and how we end up in that situation, but we do have to take care of the caregiver. And we've talked about some of the things that make us feel like, well, I can't do that because that's selfish if I take time for myself. And yet, if we just stop to realize it, it is not selfish to take care of ourselves. In fact, if we don't, we're likely to break down our own health. And oftentimes, caregivers can pass away before the person they're caring for. So we want to talk a little bit tonight about those things, also some of the things that we can do. But I also have a very, very special guest with me tonight, Dr. Rose Lapine who is a friend of mine here in, in the town that I live in, but she's always busy helping so many people in many ways in our community. And I see all the time Dr. Rose has been here or she's been there. And she's a wonderful example of a person who's had her own challenges in life, and yet she's been able to care for other people, to help them learn how to take care of themselves. And I am very delighted that she agreed to be on the show tonight. So we're going to talk back and forth a little bit, and I am also thrilled that we get to have a little bit longer in our time that we can visit. And as we go through it, I'm just going to ask Dr. Rose to start with, thank you so much for being on the program. I'm so glad that you're here with me tonight. Thank well, you, Cheryl. I was so honored that you called me up tonight and asked me to join you. You've been such a wonderful friend, and I'm realizing what you have had to go through in life and uh, that, that we can be there to help others as they go through struggles and give them hope that, that they can carry the load and that there is an end to it and others have walked the walk 
and they're not alone in what they're going through. So I'm, I'm very excited to be with here with you tonight and ask me some questions so I can uh, give you uh, some of the experience that I have had in this area. Okay, first of all, tell us just a little bit about yourself and have you ever had a challenge that was hard or that you ever felt like, man, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get through this, but yet you found <laughs> courage to do it and help. What was it that helped you find the courage? And then what are some of the things that you learned as you went through one challenge after the other? Because I know you've had some. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you asked. You know, uh, I came from Germany uh, as a young woman uh, on an exchange student program and, and came to this wonderful country and became an American citizen. And that alone, coming from a different country, being a foreigner, uh, becoming naturalized in a different country is a big challenge. But it's also so very exciting because it opens up new opportunities and new doors. But the things we experience in everyday life can be a challenge. Uh, there is large challenges, there's small challenges, there's internal challenges that we need to overcome, and then there's external. Uh, what, what was the largest one in my life, of course, I married a, a wonderful man that had eight children, so becoming a stepmother and dealing with all the challenges of children and teenagers and how to respond and how to grow and, and what to say and what not to say uh, are, are challenges in itself. But uh, becoming a doctor and being a wife and a mother and a doctor and balancing the personal life with the business life, that has its challenges. But the ones that are the most uh, difficult are the ones, like you said earlier, that are thrust upon us when we least expect them. Like when my late husband, uh, I found him on the floor and he had suffered a massive stroke. When your life changes in an instant, you're in a situation where you have never been before and you say, what do I do now? How do I go forward? What is next? How do I balance work and the person that needs me 24-7 and, and that you're, you're just in a position where you need to totally trust that what faces you, that you can handle it, that, that you know, Jesus said that uh, in the world you will have trials, but be of good cheer because... I have overcome the world, that you lean on something bigger and larger than yourself, then those situations come along. And, and realizing that he that overcometh until the end shall be saved, that life is full of challenging uh, challenges and it's equal to a school that we're going to and there's going to be tests and that we, 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 we pass those tests so later on in life, we don't have to go through them again. But the biggest challenge of him having a stroke uh, and, and going through the rehab and changing the everyday life that I was accustomed to and wondering what is going to be next. Uh, is he going to pull through? And when he pulled through, what will he be like when he comes out of rehab? And where do we go next? And can I bring him home? Is the house prepared for a handicapped person? And somebody that's no longer able to walk and to talk and somebody that had four degrees and was brilliant and wrote books and he was a doctor and all of a sudden he's like a child where he can no longer talk or, or move by himself, that uh, how am I going to handle being there with him every day and every night and still attend to my practice 
which was my sanity, which is what kept me anchored. But you know what I realized at that time? God never closes one door without opening another. I had so many people walk into my life so unexpected, even some patients that had walked that walk before that were able to to give me advice to point me in directions as to where to ask for help and and how to how to handle uh, the the daily 24/7 at home and 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 to encourage me to to reach out and and I reached out to to family members and they stepped up to the plate I reached out to some of the doctors in our community that came into the practice and allowed me some time away in order to to get balanced again um, I reached out and I hired another doctor that could be there all the time so I would have more latitude in order to take care of things at home. And uh, it, it was just such a wonderful uh, thing to be able to trust and to say, okay, Lord, I've never been here before, but I know that you can give me the knowledge and the wisdom and the courage to walk forward every day and you're never going to leave me or forsake me and give me the strength and the wisdom to carry on and to do what's right. And and I know you have been going well, through a lot of that yourself. And uh, then, absolutely. you know, after, then you experience death, which which follows. And that's, that, that is a, a, another chapter. So it, it was, it's just incredible how we realize we don't go through things alone in life. And we go through them for a reason. So we can grow and we can become more spiritual. And you know what? We are all spiritual beings on this earth having a human experience. And we're all on a journey from the cradle to the grave. And we're not in this alone. We're walking together, but there's a definite purpose and there is a, a definite overcoming that we need the courage and the love and the wisdom for so we can take the next step and handle what is now in our lives. Wow, you have given so many tips here that are just a really wonderful package that you just delivered. You've talked about calling on your family, calling on friends, calling on other doctors to come and relieve you, and being able to reach out and to find some of that help. And so these are things we want to focus on a little bit tonight. And I just want to tell the listeners, if you have a question, you want to call in, the number is 866 451 one four five one and i'll give you that number again later but we're going to go to our first break and i'm so glad you're here and get your drink you can come right back and sit down and take notes we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to courage to overcome i'm cheryl jennings your host and we're on bbm global network Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment?, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interests through 
through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Okay, well, I know you're as excited as I am about having Dr. Rose on here tonight because she's already given us such a wonderful, powerful example of an of something that was a big challenge that happens to most people at one time or another. The the spouse that either becomes ill suddenly or passes away can totally, totally change your life in a heartbeat. It just will happen at some point if you are alive right now that either you will pass away before your spouse or your spouse will pass away before you do or one of you could have a stroke or heart attack or something. Your life could change immediately. Now, what we want to focus on, though, is to say it's better if I realize that this might happen to me and I might be the one that is going to be a caregiver. So what do I need to know? Well, some of the tips that I had learned from just listening to Dr. Rose was, first of all, trusting in God. God has given us so much and he says, I'm with you. And in Jeremiah, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. But if you look at the book of Matthew, you see a lot of the Beatitudes in there. He focused on things that are different from the way we look at things. We look at people who are powerful, smart, good looking, handsome. They're out there as heroes in the world. But Jesus looked at blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. And boy, do we need those today. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. But he taught us a different way of living, a way of looking at life, not as, oh, poor me. Now look what's happened. I've got this big burden and I don't think I can handle it. But rather to have some confidence that, You're going to be provided what you need, but you have to ask for it and you have to depend on him to give you some of those answers. While she was talking, I was just thinking so much about my mother and something that was left that she left in a book. And she just said that there are no two situations that are alike. 
and neither are we, but we all have something in common. We face some of the same needs, spiritual ones, emotional, practical, or physical ones. And then my mom said, I feel that God let me go through these years of caregiving. And that was taking care of my father after a, a surgery that went wrong so that I could share with others the things that could help them face this caregiving chair with him to see you through it, as he says, that it's not the way to please me, but we are to share with others, you know, if they're hungry or if they are needing something, if they need shelter, if they're in need of anything, we're to be there. And so I have a tremendous example of how my mother dealt with some of the issues that she faced when my dad had uh, the stroke that happened at the surgery and then laying in a coma for seven weeks and then all the sitting she did in the chairs at the rehab and learning how to, to to cope with him. And life was totally turned upside down and roles were changed. So when things happen, first of all, what are some of the things that you think of you might say to yourself or uh, how do you handle grief or stress? Sometimes people just deny that there's even a problem. Or they feel like, well, I don't care. I'm not going to take care of it anyway. And they walk away from the family or the situation. Or sometimes people just become like little children. And they're they're like a little kid sucking their thumb. They just regress a little bit and don't want to deal with anything. They want to be cared for. Or they panic. You know, what are we going to do now? Or then they might even act out and say, you can't make me do this or take care of him or do whatever. Or sometimes we just have fear. We just don't know. Is this something that might run in my family? Could it happen to me? Will it happen to someone else? Or we can have guilt and we feel like, you know, this happened because of something I did. And that often is a feeling that parents might have when they have a child that's born with some kind of an issue. They start and it's it's not that it's a rational thought, but there's that wondering, you know, what did I do? Did I not do while, you know, the baby was being uh growing inside of me, you know, did I forget vitamins or do something, or then they might blame themselves and or feel hopeless. So Dr. Rose, have you noticed any of the people that come in to see you, if they've dealt with some of these issues in that way that, and how do you feel like maybe you and I can reach out and change things for people? Oh, I see lots of patients that have those issues, you know, I am a chiropractic physician, so we take care of body, mind, and spirit. And I see so many times when there's emotional issues and when there's grief and when there's loss, uh, it comes out in different ways and it affects people and it causes sickness in their lives. And, and people need to realize that we are spiritual, emotional, and physical beings and it all works together and we are on this journey. And that actually we are able to respond differently to what happens. When something happens in our life that we may not like, then we can say the prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. We may be victims in what happened to us, to our spouses or our children, but we are not victims and we are empowered to respond to it in a positive way where we say, okay, Lord, why is this in my life? How do I react to that? Do I put myself first? Do I, am I going to be selfish about this? 
where I'm going to show love and compassion to my neighbor, my fellow man, my family member, my spouse? Am I married to this person? Did I promise when we got married that I marry you for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health? Look into our hearts and say, I'm now in this position. I will embrace it. I will make the best of it. I know God is with me, and I will do for that person, do unto others, as we would want that person to do unto us. And that is a, a very peaceful place to be, where we're not going to fight it and resist it, which causes friction, which causes disease, but we actually stand back and watch the situation and embrace it and do the best we can with it in order to be of service, but we cannot do it with a selfish heart. That's great. And God always brings people into our life. Yeah. At, at the time when we need them the most, if we're open and if we see and we watch. Well, and that was a good point that you made a while ago. How many people showed up in your life to help you with the very things that you needed? And before the incident happened with your husband having a stroke, you didn't need that kind of support. But you had developed no, but you know, after the day after people. he had this massive, yeah. The day after he had this massive stroke and I spent the day in the hospital, I went back to my office later on and there was a new patient that was I had never met before. And, and when she, she heard that I just came from the hospital and my husband had this massive stroke and didn't know if he's going to pull through, she said, oh, she says, my husband had a massive stroke years ago. I've been taking care of him for six years. She looked me straight in the eye and she says, I can help you. And it was just wonderful. It was like this gift was dropped right there into my office. And I said, thank you, Lord. I will accept that help. Oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, so many people kind of close their ears to uh, the people that would be there for them if they were out there. Just first of all, I think it, it means that you have not been a selfish person, that you've been trying to be a friend to other people and that you have been there when other people needed you. And that's what a lot of times people haven't built relationships in order to have those people walk in. They don't, they haven't prepared the way maybe for uh, people to reach out and help them. Do you agree or disagree with that? Yes, because they may not know how to do it. They may feel that what they're going through is almost like a punishment or something that was thrust upon them, when in actuality, like in my husband's situation, his stroke did not happen to me. It happened to him. And because I was his spouse, I was there to help him go through what happened to him. So I did not take it personally. I was there to say, how can I help? How can I make a difference? How can I make his life worthwhile until his day comes? And when that day came a year and a half later, he gave me the most wonderful gift I've ever received as I was sitting at his bed when he was dying. And if you like me to share that, uh, it's, it's very special. But when I held on to his arm and when he flatlined and took his last breath and his spirit uh, detached from his tissue cells, he exited his body and I felt this energy into both of my hands as I was holding on to him. 
And I realized that when you die, you do not die. You just move out of this body and all the energy, which is your life force, with all the information and all your experience in it and who you are, moved out of this body. It went through my hands. It was like he gave me this gift saying, baby, I'm not dying. I'm just moving out and I'm moving on. And this energy just, just left and gently went up towards towards heaven. And, and it was such a wonderful gift. And I said, oh, thank you, Lord, for giving me the, the fortitude to, to be strong and to stick with it and not to just think about myself, but do what I could to make his last days on this earth special and give of myself out of love. And and the blessings that come from that are are just huge. They're, they're just huge. Right. And I want to encourage people that go through things like that to look at it from a grand scheme and a large picture instead of just the, the, the situation that they're stuck in, that you see what God may have intended for you and what he can give you to make you stronger and grow as a person and a spiritual being because of the situation you were put in. You know, he says, and that is so- life or death. Yeah, choose life. Well, and sometimes I, I have known people who had the opposite approach. They were, poor me. What, why did God do this to me when God didn't do it to them? You know, life is going to have ups and downs. He promised that. But he said, I will be with you through those things. He never took away the problems. That, and I have looked back in my life many times and thought how I have grown through the challenges that I've had. You don't grow when you don't have challenge. You grow when you move out of your comfort zone and into the areas that maybe you need to start learning something new. And I feel blessed that in my life, I've been able to learn many things to help other people. And at the same time, I think when the, one of the hardest things for me was when we realized that I could not take care of our son anymore, I became very ill. And overnight, we needed help to take care of him. And over the next few months of being cared for, we came to realize we couldn't do that anymore and needed to reach, you know, for uh, some help outside of the home. And I thought it was like a death blow to have him not be there and to feel like I couldn't do everything. I couldn't take care of him anymore, but I couldn't lift him. And uh, yet I started to see how other people came into my life also. And it's not that everything was good. There were lots of things that happened that were not good and things that I, they were just totally out of my control. And I had to just turn it over to God because I couldn't change some of the things that we had to go through. But I know God has given me more strength to help other people because while I couldn't help him physically in my own arms, I could turn around and to help someone else who was there while my son was being cared for by other people. And so we just, it's a cycle of reaching out, helping those that are right there. And if you can't do it for your own, maybe you can help other people while someone's helping you. We are just having a great conversation tonight. And I'm so glad that you're here with us. We're going to take another break. And once again, if you do want to call in, the number is 866-451-1451. And this is Cheryl Jennings, your host on Courage to Overcome. We'll be back in just a moment. 
For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapula strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Okay. One of the things that I wanted to just briefly talk about was how do you recognize when you are reaching the limit of what you feel like you can do? And one of the things that I noticed in Mother's Notes was to learn that you have limitations. And I know that's hard. It's hard to think that we can't do everything that's put there in front of us, but we don't want to crack in a way of being unable to care for someone when that is what our role is in caring for our family members. But stress and pressure have a way that sneaks up on us. And before we know it, we may be almost to the boiling point, if you want to relate to the frog in the pan. But whatever what's happening here is, is are some signs that you can watch to see if maybe your load is getting heavy and you need to reach out for help, either for yourself, to care for your person that you're caring for to get some help in there if it's family friends or paid help get someone in to help you or if you just need a little bit more time alone to be able to rest relax exercise shop or whatever you need to do that helps you reframe your mind but here are some symptoms that the stress is getting almost to the boiling point you're exhausted but you cannot sleep there's a change in your appetite either you're losing or you're gaining i usually gain you're using more depending on sleeping pills or some kind of medication or something to help you go to sleep or help you stay awake. You're neglecting yourself physically, that you have needs that you just are not taking care of. You become very irritable and more and more so. You get short-tempered. You find it difficult to concentrate and pay attention. Or maybe you're extremely tired and you just have no energy. You just feel like your everything is gone. Or you've gotten rougher in the way that you handle the person that you care for. And this is something you need to watch for if your loved one is being cared for um, someone outside of your home. Because if they get irritated, sometimes they take it out on that person and strike them. And I've had that happen to our son before. Or you may be plagued with nightmares. Or you have recurrent thoughts of death or suicide. And if you recognize any of these things, you've got to immediately recognize you cannot do everything yourself. You need to get some help. Now, I'm going to ask Dr. Rose to add to what would she say if somebody came in and they were telling you all the things that were happening and you could tell that they were about to crack under the pressure of caring for someone. What are some things, some tips that you'd say, here is what you need to do. And I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I know you 
can handle the spot. So I'm going to ask you, what are some of the things that you would say <laughs> to this person? <laughs> yes, now there, there is a lot of things I can say. The first one is that you've, you've listed the signs of stress very, very well here. And I know we all go through them in various degrees. The best definition of, of stress I've ever heard was stress can be caused by anything we wish were different. And certainly when we're in those kind of situations, we sometimes wish we weren't in that pot and we were boiling. We wish we were having a normal life. But stress affects us. Stress is a killer. And we need to put ourselves into the equation and we look out for others. We serve uh, our loved ones uh, 24-7 if we have to. But when we start having those symptoms, then when the patients come to me, for instance, they have put their loved one in a nursing home and they feel guilty and they, they go visit them all the time or if they're still living with them at home and they are totally getting exhausted, that that rest and finding someone that could come in maybe just for a few hours so they can go take a nap or go shopping or do something fun so they can recharge their batteries and bring their energies back up so it will not be so much of a burden to them on, on a long-term basis. Uh, that they eat properly, that they go for a, a walk or they, they take Sunday morning and go to church so they can inspire their spirit and, and, and get in touch with God so they can be stronger and move forward and uh, to just identify what the stressors are and then find some answers and say, I am important in this equation as well. Uh, the, the, the person that is ill, the person that needs to be taken care of, it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but I am in there as well. So I'm not going to feel guilty for taking some time for myself, but it takes some planning. It takes some looking around to see if maybe there's an adult daycare in town that you can take your loved one to uh, half a day or a couple of days a week, half day. So you have a little time to yourself without feeling guilty because your quality of life is so important as a caregiver, and you have experienced that, Cheryl. I have experienced that, and just to reach out and do that without feeling guilty about it or without being anxious. There is answers. It's just right. something that we need to make different plans for than we have planned in the past. That's right, and it is something i mean our lives could change for many many reasons caregiving just seems to be something a lot of people are ill prepared for and they don't it when it happens they feel like they've got to do everything and if they don't somehow they're feeling guilty and you brought out a really good point that when you take time for yourself as a caregiver that is not selfish and that's a hard thing for a lot of people to learn and I felt that way myself. You know, I felt like I couldn't do anything. I didn't have time to take care of myself because I was so busy taking care of our son, our baby, another little child, and then a mother-in-law that was living with us. And I was just stretched to the limit of what my body could take. And it became so exhausted. I was shutting down and I was only 36 years old. And I think that if we could help with anything, it's to help people understand that oxygen principle is the same in life. If we don't take care of ourselves, who's going to take care of the, fa of the family member that you're caring for? Because you may not be there to do it. 
And you've brought out some great points about depending on God. And I know sometimes people just say, oh, help me, Lord. And they think that's a prayer. That's not a relationship with God. And I think praying for God to give you to give you encouragement to help you be able to deal with maybe the discouragement or feeling like you're you're not up to the task is great because God can encourage us and and pray that that person you love so much that you're caring for them that they can get better that they can understand how much you love them and that you want you value them and that's why you are taking such good care of them you don't want them to be feeling like they're a burden to you and and just pray that God's going to help you see what your purpose is in life. And there are many times, Dr. Rose, that when my dad was had a stroke and he was laying in that bed for, you know, years and we would think, you know, why did God allow him to live? And yet I can look back and I can see specific things that happened in his life that God allowed him to do and for us to be able to see him longer. But it was not just a selfish, it was something of him talking to another man in a bed next to him who was younger, who'd had a stroke about God and his relationship to bring him to the Lord. And it was just, that man has remained faithful to God and has been a friend of our families for many years because of dad being in that rehab center. And we don't always know why things are going to happen to us. And it's not important for us to understand the why. Some things are the mysteries that God will tell us someday in the future, but not now. But the main thing is to just to say, you know, help me, Lord, to be the best caregiver and help me to take care of myself. And and also pray with that person that you're caring for, whether you think they can understand or not. But I, Dr. Rose, I want to let you tell us how, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how can they reach you? Or if they wanted to come to you, how would they be able to get in contact with you? Okay. Uh, do you want me to give my phone number or address? Or? I, no, you give whatever the... you would like to. How okay. are you feel comfortable? Yes. Well, they could reach me uh, by email. Uh, my current email address is... Rose Lapine, that's R-O-S-E-L-E-P-I-E-N at gmail.com. And uh, I've, I've traveled okay. quite a road, and I've learned through life to love God and do good and let go and let God has helped me so much to do the best I can under the circumstances that I'm currently in, and then to let go so he can do his work and I can have some rest once in a while. And God does a wonderful job if we get out of the way and he opens doors that we would have never seen before. And uh, I, I'm here to help. I, I travel all around the world and speak at chiropractic conferences and with different organizations. Uh, I do quite a bit of public speaking. If anybody needs me to come and speak uh, about life, about experience, about life and death and hope and joy and fear and and, and uh, looking forward to the great glorious end of this life and the journey that we're all on, I would be very thrilled. That's great. And I am so happy that you have been able to be with me tonight, too, because you brought out so many wonderful points. And the, the thing that you said about holding your husband's hand at the last, I know you did a lot of touching, and that's one of the things that 
I know in our family, my mother was a hugger, a toucher, and we learned how to do that early in life to just hug people and feel good. And there are so many people that I have found <laughs> that when I've hugged them, they, they're not used to that, but they soon love it. We need those hugs. We need about eight of them a day. And so reach out and try to help improve the life of someone that you know. And I want to just encourage people, think about the person that you know for the holiday time to plan time to just go and say, is there something I could do to maybe sit with your loved one for an hour and let you go be by yourself or go get groceries or run errands or just go outside and sing for a while, whatever you feel like you want to do. Touch points. Those are times that people need to be touched. So we want to encourage you to do that. We're going to take another break. And I am so glad that we've had Dr. Rose on here. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Courage to Overcome. We'll be back in a moment. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. Okay. Well, tonight's program has been really good. I appreciate Dr. Rose being on here. And I do want to just tell you that if you are needing some help and you are hearing this program and you're really searching for someone who would listen to you and try to help you move forward in life, I am a licensed caregiver. I mean, a, a coach. I'm a certified coach and I can help you try to move forward in some of these things that you might, maybe are facing and it doesn't have to be just caregiving, but if you're stuck and you just need a little help, then you could reach me by getting on the internet and finding Cheryl Jennings, and it's C-H-E-R-Y-L-G-I-N-N-I-N-G-S. And you can go on, go to Gmail, or you can get on the page on BBM Global Network site, 
that I have on here. It's Courage to Overcome. It has my name, Cheryl Jennings, on there. Or if you would like to just call me or text me, I'd appreciate the text first. But my number is 580-591-6868. And from there, we can set a time that we could visit and see if there's something that you need that is very specific. Maybe you're looking for some help in how to find respite care or something that we can try to investigate together wherever you live. But I do want you to know that I've got a book out that's called It Takes Courage to Be a Caregiver. Because I believe that caregivers are very courageous. And I want this program to emphasize the point that we have 42 or 43.5 million people who were home last year unpaid as caregivers. But we've got another 26 million plus who are paid to be caregivers, like home health, hospital, the nursing homes, or whatever. And so we've got people out there on all spectrums of the caregiving. And so if your company is needing someone to come in and help you find out what are some of the things that we can do that would save money for our company and save losing our workers after we've trained them, not have so much turnover, or to keep from losing your patients who are there, give me a call. I would love to help you in being able to make these changes so that you can be Wonderful, compassionate, confident caregivers. We need people who are very, have high integrity to be caring for our loved ones. And so those are things that I'm out there. I'd be glad to help you in any way that I can. If you are a family member and you have a special needs child, I have a special gift for you. And if you go to the website, CherylJennings.com, and that's C-H-E-R-Y-L-G-I-N-N-I-N-G-S.com, and just click on there. There is a free ebook that will tell you about the top 10 issues that you are probably dealing with, and you'll recognize, hey, she knows me really well, and then a few tips on how to help you get through those processes, and that way you can get in touch with me, and we can communicate and find ways to help you make your life a little bit less stressful. Now, Dr. Rose, I want you to give us a hint of something wonderful that we can do for a caregiver in our life during this holiday time. What would you suggest? Oh, the holidays are coming up. For some people, it's a grandiose time, and for others, it can be a little bit sad and depressing. But the caregivers, it's a very special time. They do not necessarily need material gifts. But they may need the gift of your time where you go and spend some time with them so they can talk or let them go shopping and get out of the house and take care of their loved ones. But me being a chiropractic physician, keeping your nervous system tuned up because the nervous system controls everything else in the body, controls all the other systems. And by getting an adjustment, finding a chiropractor nearby and get some regular adjustments to turn on the energy, to turn on the life force, so you can deal with your stressors easier. Maybe you can get a chiropractic gift certificate or just make an appointment for yourself and, and give yourself that gift of life and higher energy and better quality of life. Or maybe ask for a massage, an hour full body massage gift certificate for Christmas, which will be wonderful for you to relax. Uh, and, and see the joy in your moment. Live in the present moment. Do not just... just 
try to tackle this whole issue all at one time. Just live every day at the time. And with the holidays, do go into why Jesus came to bring us love, to bring us hope, to bring us joy. And live, live in this spirit, which will help you go overcome all the other issues that there may be there. So the spiritual, the, the physical, the, the, the reaching out and asking for gift certificates and for somebody to come and spend time with you and your, your loved one is going to make your holiday a lot more beautiful and realize that there is love in the world if you ask for it and if you spread the love. Right. And, you know, that's so true. A lot of times we don't need more physical things. We need the care of our bodies, and that's a true gift to get a massage or to to be able to go and get uh, someone to work on your body and relieve some of that stress. It's so wonderful when people can give of their time to go and to sit with someone for a little while or read to them or go in and play a tape or you don't use tapes anymore. But I know when my dad was um, in his chair, he loved to listen to Jerry Clower, uh, all of the laughter, all of the jokes. And we used to kind of joke about it. But you know what? That really helped him and that lifted his spirits. Sometimes we just need to let go and let people enjoy just being there, just not having to deal with cleaning a house. So that would be a great gift. Or not having to cook a meal. Take them a meal. Do something special for someone. And I hope that during this holiday time, you'll remember some of the tips that we give you each week and how you can be improve your life to be able to give more joy to your family, give more joy to the person that you're caring for, and to let your light shine and let people look at you and wonder, how does she do that and keep a smile on her face? Because there are a lot of people that can't do that. And of all things, I think in our this time in our world, we need people that bring kindness and joy and try to help others in the best way that we can and not just be gloomy and feel sorry for ourselves and be negative because there's too much of that that's been going on for quite a while. And I just, I love it that you've been with me, Dr. Rose. And if there's anything else you'd like to say, I'd love for you to. Yes. I just want to encourage everyone to be grateful for the things that you have and that God has blessed you with. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in looking at, the negative in our lives and trying to deal with that, if we can just let go of that and say, Lord, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my loved ones and everything you have given me. The attitude of gratitude is is very healing and very liberating, especially with the holiday season coming up. So my wish for everybody is to be grateful for the blessings that we do have, that you do have, and walk into the future one day at a time because that way we can handle it with God's help. Thank you for having me on tonight, Cheryl. And I wish everybody all the best. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that you were able to be with me tonight, too. You bring such a value to the program. And, you know, just for those of you who are listening, remember to hug the person, give them a kiss, let them know how much you love them, because one day they may not be here and you'll be, missing them so much and wishing that you could talk to them. And you want to just have 
that time of being thankful and grateful for the lives that they left here on this earth while while you've got them. And I just I see that more and more how much we need to be so grateful and a gift you could give someone is just a simple little notebook that you can get at some little store for five to ten dollars that just is a gratitude book and just say, you know, if you write down everything that you're thankful for every day, just take five minutes, your life will be richer and you'll begin to see how blessed you are instead of seeing the things that you don't have. You know, our time together here has been wonderful. And if you would like to get on my internet again, get on uh, my, my, if you want to send an email, it's Cheryl Jennings at gmail.com. And once again, that's C-H-E-R-Y-L-G-I-N-N-I-N-G-S at gmail.com. And every week we try to give you the support that you need to make this journey of life be richer, be happier, and full of more sunshine by bringing you tips that will make your life easier and those that you love. And, and like Dr. Rosa said, we just need to pray that whatever our purpose is in life, that we're going to have the courage to go through what we need to, to get the wisdom to know when it's not possible, we need help with that and learn that it's okay to ask for that help but to really see the difference between things we can do or not do. Next week, we'll be looking forward to talking to you. This has been Courage to Overcome, and we're very grateful that you tune in on this program. You can also tell your friends to go to TuneIn Radio to be the uh, Bold Brave Media, and that program will be at the very same time, and look forward to hearing from you. Whenever you have an opportunity, drop me a line. You've been listening to Courage to Overcome with your host, Cheryl Jennings. Be it Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, or autism. Listen each week for an informative look into the lives of those challenged by these and other disabilities today on the next episode of Cheryl Jennings' Courage to Overcome. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.